Hey, and welcome back to the Straight Shooter Recruiter. I'm Emily, a senior recruiter by day and podcast host by night. Not to mention, your girl is on YouTube. So if you want even more career content, all things careers, plus some visuals, head over to the Straight Shooter Recruiter on YouTube. You guys, it is officially the very last episode of 2020. It is bananas. It is crazy. I don't know how it's happening. This year really flew by and I wanted to do an episode really dedicated to the dumpster fire that was 2020. So get comfortable, grab a coffee or maybe a glass of wine because this was a wild 365. And you guessed it, me having a laundry list in front of me means I don't have a script. So bear with me. We're going off the top of the dome today, mostly because I wanted this to be super authentic and super honest in terms of what I actually learned. And I don't want to overcomplicate what I'm trying to say, if that makes sense. I want it to come right from the heart. Okay. My first lesson actually comes from a quote that I saw on Instagram. I know that that is so basic and pathetic, but don't judge me. It's a really good quote and it actually stuck with me the entire year. Here it is. I don't have free time but I make time. Damn, that is so good. I personally feel like it is so easy to get stuck into habits where you see certain people, who knows, every weekend, or you make certain plans every couple of weeks and you fall into these routines and you don't even pay attention to the fact that they don't bring you joy and they don't make you a better person. They don't push you. They don't help you evolve into the version of yourself that you want to be. So at the beginning of the year, this is like the January to February timeframe. I was really dead set on ensuring that when I was spending time with people, they were actually enriching my life. Looking back, I probably shouldn't have been so picky given that I spent the rest of the year alone, but I digress. So I love this quote. I don't have free time, but I make time. So what are you making time for intentionally this year? I think the other biggest lesson that I learned is that selfishness is not cool. It's not. And I realized this because when I was scrolling through my Instagram feeds and Twitter, whatever other social media platform I was on, especially in the thick of lockdown, like I'm talking, you know, March, April, May timeframe, where we still weren't really sure how COVID behaved. We didn't really know what was safe and what wasn't safe. And scrolling through and seeing people out at parties and not just like two or three people hanging out, which shouldn't have been happening either way, but people at full on house parties, full on weddings, just going out, living their lives. It was really upsetting to me. And I don't know why I didn't realize it sooner, but it genuinely would upset me. I would get emotional looking at my social media feeds. I would unfollow certain people who weren't caring about the greater good and weren't caring about other people's health. And then it hit me how important it is to care about other people and how disgusting I think selfishness is. And I hate to use the word disgusting, but I stand by it. It is not okay to put our own partying or our own social agendas ahead of a global pandemic, especially when I see these like influencers out on these trips or at these massive house parties, like that is not okay. What message are you sending to the people across the world? And how disrespectful is that to the people who are dying and losing their jobs and having their businesses shut down? So one of my biggest lessons is how important it is to surround yourself with people who are selfless, who will put the needs of others above their own, even when it is hard. And I think 2020 is a testament to the fact that if the entire world cared about each other a little bit more, we would not still be seeing the crazy high numbers of COVID that we are right now. If everyone looked around and said, I care about my neighbors, I care about the people in my life, I'm going to stay home for the next few months, we literally would not be still in this position. 
Like the fact that we are on a second lockdown is fundamentally because many people just don't care. And I know that that's not the only reason that this is getting transmitted. There are a lot of things out of people's control, but it is undeniable that a large part of that is people just not caring. One of my favorite things I learned this year was that if it scares me, it means I have to do it. Every time I am faced with a challenge that makes me uncomfortable, makes me feel insecure or worried, I know that that's a sign I need to try and do that thing. Case in point is this podcast. I have been wanting to start a podcast forever. Literally, before I even had a name or a topic idea, I was like, man, I got to start a podcast. And I was too scared to do it. I thought that I would be like a bandwagoner, one of the thousands of people who started podcasts during quarantine. And then I it hit me. I realized that because I was so nervous and so scared to do it, I had to do it. I had to hop on. I had to try. I had to get comfortable with it. And I'm so happy that I did because looking back, had I not started this podcast, well, first of all, I wouldn't have this amazing community to collaborate with and connect with, which is you guys. And I care about you. I can't even tell you how much, but I also don't think that I would have grown professionally as much as I did. This podcast has helped me so much in my networking, in my personal journey, and also as cheesy as it is in my own confidence. Having this podcast has really forced me to get comfortable talking. And I know that I'm a chatterbox, right? It should be easy, but it is really difficult to speak alone into a microphone for 20, 30, 40 minutes. It's really, really difficult. So it's made me a much better conversationalist. And it's also given me the opportunity to research things that I really care about and give back to communities of people who are trying to develop and advance their careers. So what am I taking into 2021? If it scares me, it's got to get done. Yes, I thought of that rhyme in advance of this. Don't judge me. Anyone who has been a longtime listener knows that I'm a gelato fiend. I don't know if it's my Italian roots or my sweet tooth, but it's a thing. So when I first tried Copa di Gelato a few years ago, I fell in love. They started 16 years ago as a little ma and pa cafe serving gelato and a bunch of other goodies. And 16 years later, they are now Southwestern Ontario's largest producer of gelato and sorbet. You guys know I would not lie to you, and trust me when I say you can taste the difference. Everything they make is from scratch. Their gelato is made with 100% Canadian milk. It is all locally sourced, and many of their flavors are all natural. Not to mention their sorbet is vegan, like hello, and the flavors are to die for. Some of my favorites have been milk and cookies. uh, Toffee cappuccino crunch actually is one of my favorites, but my all-time favorite is mango tango. Like, it is so good. They're so delicious. I love their gelato so much that I actually reached out to them and asked a partner because I already had some tubs in my freezer and I thought, this makes sense. I need to reach out. You can pick them up at Sobeys, Foodland, Metro, 7-Eleven, and so many more independent local grocery and convenience stores across Ontario. You need to try them and let me know what your favorite flavor is. DM me, message me, let me know. You can find them at www.copadigelato.com and that's spelled C-O-P-P-A. D-I-G-E-L-A-T-O. Or you can also find them on Instagram and Facebook at at the.copa. I love me some Copa de Gelato. Thank you so much for partnering on today's episode. Lots of love, you guys. 2020 was the year where I actually started listening to my gut and I started following my passion. Now, don't get me wrong. I've always loved what I do. I've always had a passion for the things that I work on, for the people I'm around, all of that good stuff. But 2020 was the first year where I actually paid attention to the specific 
things that brought me joy and adjusted my life to be in line with that. And I think a big part of that was because we were stuck at home, there was literally nothing else to do other than work and think about work. And it really made me think very strategically about what the things that I loved were, what the things I was passionate about. And the second I tuned in to what I loved, I was able to kind of make decisions based off of that. Obviously, this podcast is an example, but I also think about even just my personal life. Like I started recognizing that I was able to lean on certain people in my personal life, like certain friends that I really needed, I was able to reach out to. The next thing I learned, whether I like it or not, is a Hannah Montana quote. It is. What am I going to do? Lie to you? Life's what you make it, so let's make it rock. (laughs) Am I well? Like, am I okay? Um, It's fine. The reason I wanted to kind of lead with that is because 2020 made me realize that no matter how hard things get, there is always something to look forward to, even if it's like, you know, as small as a cup of coffee in the morning or as small as going on a walk or as small as a phone call with a friend. Finding little things that made me grateful and that brought me joy was critical to staying honestly mentally stable during the peak of lockdown and even the peak of lockdown that we're in right now. And I think it was really important to make time to do things that brought me joy, even if they were really small, like it truly would be bubble baths. It would be, you know, a glass of wine watching the Real Housewives of Atlanta with my mom. It would be really little moments that brought me joy and being very intentional about making sure that I have those. So in 2021 and in a vaccinated world, also, if you're listening to this, please go get the vaccine. If you can go, 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 everyone get it. Um, But in a vaccinated and safe world, I want to keep that mindset. There were certain things that kept me going and made me feel well. And I don't want to lose sight of that. I don't want to get so, I don't know, caught up in the hustle and bustle of normal life again, of being able to go out and see people that I lose sight of what actually makes me happy. I don't want to lose sight of intention, I guess. I don't want to kind of get so wrapped up and busy once more that I'm no longer intentional about every single thing that I do. Dang, maybe 2020 was the year of just being really intentional. Insert that Megan Trainer song. No, you know that song? My name is no, my number is no, that one. Anyone remember it? Eh, probably not just me. Anyways, my next piece of kind of learning or takeaway from this year is that it is okay to say no. I am a yes person. I say yes to everything. You guys want to go out and grab a drink? Yes, I will get FOMO if I don't go. You want me to take on an extra project? Yes, I will never say no. I am very bad at saying no. It is like an actual character flaw of mine. But this year, I had to listen to my comfortability level and my mental health for every single question that I was asked. If I was asked to go out and meet up with some people while our COVID numbers were high, or if I was asked to, goodness, I don't know, you know, drop off groceries inside someone's home. I had to make really strategic decisions for my health and for my family's health. And that was a blessing. It was very difficult to have those conversations and say, you know what, thank you for the invitation, but I'm not comfortable. Or thank you for thinking of me, but I'm not open to doing that right now. And I think that that was a really important exercise because outside of COVID, I feel genuinely empowered to say no to things that don't make me happy. In the context of 2020, it was a lot easier to say no because we're obviously talking about health and we're talking about social responsibility. But 
you know, for example, if I get asked out on, I don't know, a date next year, which is probably not going to happen because I don't leave the house. But if someone asks me on a date in 2021 and I don't want to go, I think I'm going to be comfortable just saying no thank you. Or if someone wants to go out and I'm not in the mood, I think I'm comfortable now to just say no and not feel like I need to defend myself or my actions and just listen to what makes me happy and what makes me feel comfortable. No surprise here that this next learning that I took away in 2020 was that rest is actually really important. And admittedly, I only learned this by burning out two or three times throughout the year. I kept seeing those Instagram posts saying, you know, life is not a productivity contest. And I totally agreed. Like I double tapped those. I saved those. I made them my iPhone wallpaper, but I didn't listen. No, I did not. I kept working and trying new things until I eventually got so stressed out or burnt out or just exhausted that I wasn't myself. So it really has been the last couple of months where I've realized how important taking breaks is and tending to your mental and physical well-being is. I have a whole episode on this if you want to talk more about it, but I would be remiss to not include that in this roundup. I'm going to leave you with a quote that I reposted on my Tumblr page in 2012. So yes, it is that level of cheesy, but it's still a good one. Life is tough, but so are you. We pushed through a really difficult year, and I recognize that this year has been varying levels of hard for different kinds of people. We've seen loss, you know, of not only human life, but of, you know, economics, of livelihood, all different layers of loss. And I know that there are a lot of pains and hardships that are without a doubt going to carry over into next year. But we made it through 2020, and if that's all we have to celebrate right now, I think we should just take a moment to do that and let that be good enough, at least for the next couple of minutes. Up, up, up. It can only go up from here, and that is a quote from Shania Twain, so you know it's got to be real. I know that this has been an unbelievably difficult year. I know we're still going to have those challenges in 2021, but we made it 365 days of crazy. We can last whatever 2021 is going to throw at us. I'll fight my urges to be a total cornball and get emotional with you again, but I already was so emotional in last week's episode, so I'm completely ignoring that. But thank you for hanging out with me in 2020. Thank you for believing in yourself in 2020. Thank you for being kind to yourself in 2020. Thank you for making it another year. I'm so grateful that you are here. We are going to accomplish amazing things together in 2021. I am very excited to show you what this show is going to look like next year. We are going to have some amazing guests. We are going to have CEOs and founders and innovators and inventors on this show to share their career journeys. We're going to keep talking resumes. We're going to keep talking interviews. I hope you enjoyed this slightly different episode. It's kind of more of a kind of casual chit chat, lifestyle kind of conversation. I appreciate you so much. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, leave a review and happy 2021, baby.